Uh, good morning. We are in Simon Tuf Mem Dalid Sif Vav. Uh, we started discussing yesterday about like last year when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, and we were talking about eating Shalashudas. Ubezor Kasev Shrashbiha Usik Betarb Malkam Sudashlishis. The Zohar writes that Rashim Bayachai would learn Torah instead of Shalashudas. Was Rabbi Shimon unable to use any of the alternatives that the um, Archishulchan had mentioned yesterday in terms of Shal Shudas when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos? So he says it seems to him that it's a, a bit of a chumra what the Rashbi did. Because really, on Shabbos at Verev Pesach, there is no obligation at all to eat Shalashudas, he wants to say. Even Shiavshir, since it's not possible, at least to do it in the normative manner. Just like, for example, Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, there's no obligation to eat three meals. So the same thing is true when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos. Even if you're going to say that the prohibition of eating matzah on Erev Pesach is rabbinic, and therefore from the Torah you could fulfill the obligation of three meals. But a rabbinic decree can push off the performance or the not, it can allow you to not perform even a mitzvah from the Torah passively. For example, rabbinically, we don't take a shofar on Shabbos. Surely the fact that it's Erev Pesach can push off the mitzvah of having a third meal. And therefore, there is no mitzvah of Shalashudas on Shabbos Erev Pesach, and since you cannot eat a proper meal, the Mela, consequently, the Ein Shayach Le Malosa Beperos of Abbasar Vedagim, you don't have to replace the meal by eating um, meat or fish, Ein Sarach Chlaubazah, there's no need whatsoever. Besides the fact that we want to make sure that on Pesach night, you're hungry for matzah. And therefore, since on this Shabbos, there is no mitzvah whatsoever to eat Shalashudas, therefore, Rabbi Shimon Ba'chai replaced it by learning some Torah. Siv Zayin. On Friday, which is not Erev Pesach yet, so even though you could burn the chametz anytime during the day, however, it is preferable to do the same thing as every other year and burn it before noon. Because if this year you burn it after noon, then other years in Erev Pesach, people can be confused. You have to do it before noon, you have to do it after noon. Last year we did it after noon. But when you burn it on Friday, you don't say the second bittel statement. Because you can't say I'm getting rid, I'm nullifying the chametz, whether or not I see it. 
because after all, you're planning to hold on to some of the chametz to have it for Shabbos. That's the same reason why you don't say that I'm nullifying the chametz that I see at night when you do bedikas chametz. Therefore, you should do the bittel Shabbos morning after you have eaten the morning meal. Even though you have no chametz left in the house after that point, you say the bittel anyway. Um, just like every year you do the bittel when you burn the chametz on erev Pesach in the morning, so too you should do it on Shabbos erev Pesach after the meal. Ches. You don't cook for this Shabbos any porridge or similar things which is total chametz and will stick to the pots. You'll have to wash them and scrub them with hot water on Shabbos. Scrubbing them on Shabbos is working over much. And it's forbidden. Because it's not for the need of Shabbos. There's also some sort of a, a kugel of some sort. Um, or mixture of bread that was in hot water you don't make on the Shabbos. And the minig is not to make any dough for this Shabbos. For the Friday night meal, you should have rice or beans or potatoes or same thing Shabbos morning. And you can make a kugel out of matzah meal. And you prepare all this food in Pesach Dika vessels. And then if you're using Chametz Dika vessels to actually eat Shabbos morning, since you are eating some challah still, pour it out into your Chametz Dika Kelev. If you incorrectly did cook actual Chametz for Shabbos, and the food is stuck to the pots, and you can't uh, simply rinse it off. You'll have to scrub it a little bit in order to get rid of the chametz. It's called that it's needed for Shabbos since you've got to get rid of it today. After you eat your first meal in the morning, you should shake off your tablecloth. I guess they didn't have plastic disposables in those days. Um, and you can even shake off the table, even if you know the crumbs are going to end up on the floor of the house. Because the crumbs are going to be stomped upon, and therefore they'll be basically rendered inedible. And anyway, the crumbs are not a kazayas, who betalim, they're nullified, but it's better not to do that. You should shake off your tablecloth out in the yard, in a dirty place, where people don't walk. So therefore, they wanted to trample the chametz all over the place. And the serving dishes, again, no disposables back then. Even if there's no chametz on them, but if they're chametz, they're chametz, 
Um, it's disgusting that they should remain all stuck with food. You can clean them off with your finger, shanes at tircha, which is not a lot of hard work. And then put them in a place where you're not going to see them im with your other eating vessels. If you have some bread left over after you eat, you can give it to a Gentile that's as long as there's no Rishisarabim there, which would make it forbidden for you to carry it on Shabbos. And surely in a place where there is an Erev, you can give it to the Gentile and tell him, please don't eat it here, take it elsewhere. But if there is a Rishisarabim, so you're not allowed to tell him to take the food with him out of your house, the Chabad stick of food. Even without telling him to take the chametz, but if you're going to give him a Shabbos morning, an amount of chametz that he can't possibly eat right now, and therefore he's going to have to carry it, it's tantamount to telling him to carry it. You just give him a little bit, bit by bit, kind of, um, doing a little trick to get around this concern. As if I don't really care where you eat it. And therefore, if the Gentile takes it out of your property into the Rosh Hashanah, he's doing it on his own volition. If there is no Gentile to whom you can give the Chametz, you should just do Bittal, Covered over with something until uh, the first night of Cholomoed and get rid of it then. Sif Yud. Normally, if you forgot to take challah from your dough before Shabbos, you're allowed to eat the bread on Shabbos, having in mind to take the challah later on. But that's not an option if you forgot to take challah from your bread on Erev Shabbos when it's going to be, when Erev Shabbos is, when Shabbos is going to be Erev Pesach. Because you can't um, leave it over to take challah later on because it's Chametzdek. Therefore, the Magan Avram writes that if you forgot to take challah, then you can't eat the bread, plain and simple. Because you can't take the challah on Shabbos. Some say, since you have no other option, you leave over a little bit of challah in your mind, think that it's challah, don't have a bracha, don't make a bracha on it, and call a Kohen who is a child to come and eat it. You have to rely on that because there's no other option. And also the postgim write that in shul, they should not schlep out the davening when Erev Pesach is Shabbos because you don't want people to come back home and start eating late and then they'll be running into the end time for Chabbos. Sif Yud Aleph. Ukshibana Hamikdash Ketzed Yebir Chametz Shel Truma B'Shabbos Chal Be'Erev Pesach. When the base Hamikdash is built, how will we get rid of Chametz of Truma when Shabbos is on Erev Pesach? 
When it comes to truma, even the riff agrees that you have to get rid of most of it before Shabbos. You only leave over enough truma to eat for two meals. Avokate said mevar, but how do you get rid of what remains? Kosov Haram per Gimel Din Dalev Vizel Shana Hayla Kikros Rabbos Shel Truma V'Tzarech L'Sofim Erev Shabbos L'Yarv HaTahore Ima Tmeya V'Yisrof L'Sorv Torah L'Atzma Tmeya L'Atzma V'Tluya L'Atzma The Rambam writes that if you have a lot of loaves, if you're a Kohen, you've got a lot of loaves of Truma remaining when on Erev Pesach, so you divide it up, and the Truma, which is Tahar, gets burnt by itself, the trum which is tummy gets burnt by itself, and the trum which is tummy gets burnt also in its own pile. Because you don't want the tummy truma coming into contact with the tar truma, and then it will transfer the tuma. Umash from Izzad, this freely the dafka bar pesach shechal b'shabbos, reserved from the gimel called his money surin, who the serve kolachal atzmo. Abba chol erev pesach yachlisro of Torah tumeya ka'achas. The Rambam implies that it's only when you're burning chametz on Friday, when Shabbos will be Erev Pesach, that we have to separate the three different types of truma. But generally on Erev Pesach, you can burn the Tameh and the tar together. But a Gemara ain't okay, the Gemara makes it clear that's not true, but Tzarech Ian, and the Rambam needs a little bit further thought. The Yosem is Kasha, more than that, there's a problem. Dimkein lomelo biyolehedid the Bechol Erev Pesach from biyachat. Why did he say that if he actually held that regular Erev Pesach, you burn all three types of truma together? Why wasn't he explicit about that? L'chein, therefore, nira la'niyas da'idi, it seems to me, that inyan kenu, this is the concept. The afagaf de'riyata de'sugya mashva, de'gam b'chol Erev Pesach, sarfin zula'atzva, zula'atzva, v'komokom e'en l'divriya kol, even though he holds that every Erev Pesach, you burn the different types of truma, Tame, Tahar, and Safek, each individually, but not everybody agrees with that. Yochanan says that in the afternoon of Erev Pesach, since at that point in time, the Truma, which is Chametz, is prohibited from the Torah. Therefore, he says, everybody agrees you can burn it with the truma that's Tameh, because something that is prohibited is no different than truma, which is Tameh, which is also uh, prohibited. Vodar Minusham, the pickle venosa, v'tame sfirule b'shilol, d'nisrafim ka'achas. Afagaf, the pickle venosa, enen ele tuma, d'rabonen mutter l'sarfon im tuma d'araisa. Furthermore, we see there in the Gemara, according to Beis Hillel, that if you have carbonos and one carbon, the meat is pigel, which means that when the carbon was shechted, the coin had certain improper thoughts, and therefore the meat has to be burnt. Or you have meat of a carbon that has been left over past its expiration time. Or you have meat of a carbon which is tummy. So even if the pigel and nosar are tame with a rabbinic type of tuma, you burn it together with the tame meat, which is tame from the Torah. 
Lefiza, therefore, Afkisha Sarfim Bishesh, even when you burn chametz in the sixth hour of Erev Pesach, Havi Isr Durabanan, the chametz, even if it's truma, it's prohibited for your consumption from rabbinically. Vave Kido Raisa, and it's no different than if it's Usr Midi Raisa, because the bottom line is you can't eat it anyway. And therefore, you can burn it together with truma that's tame. The Rambam didn't run right that this is true on every single era of Pesach, because the Rambam generally does not write things that are not explicit in the Gemara. Of Mikomakom. Cain do nota, but he still leans in that direction. That's why I only mentioned about it when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, and you're burning it on the 13th of Nisa. Sifyud Beis. Shaninu B'Mishnah, we learn in a Mishnah in Meseches Psachim. Aholech lishchot es pischo v'lamlas b'no v'lechasudas erisin with Beis Chamav, someone is going to Yerushalayim to Shecht his carbon Pesach, or he's on his way to do a bris on his child, or to eat a, or to go to an engagement party by his father-in-law, and suddenly, whoops, I have Chamas at home. If he has enough time to go home, burn the Chamas, and then continue on to do his mitzvah, go home. But if by going home he won't be able to do the mitzvah, he can go ahead and just do the bittel in his heart. And if he's running away, he's running away from marauders, um, or a river, or robbers, or a fire, or a collapsed building, then you certainly don't go back. Just do bittel in your heart. But if you're just traveling because you've got some uh, Pesach hotel you're going to, Yachzer Miyad, you've got to go back and get rid of the Chametz. Basically, there's three delineations. If you're traveling for a mitzvah, then it depends. If there's enough time, you go back home. Destroy the chametz, continue on to the mitzvah. If you're away from home because of danger, you just do bittel in your heart. If you're away from home on something that's not a mitzvah, then you got to go back home to destroy the chametz. Sif Yud Gimel. Vinei Lefiza, based on this. Bidvar mitzvah, if you're doing something that's a mitzvah, im husha shishis, if it's already the sixth hour, yefshir levatel, when Bittal is too late, you've got to go back. Even if there's no time and you won't be able to do the mitzvah in your way to do, in order that you should not transgress the prohibition of Balyira. It's only when, based on the time, you can still do Bittal. Even though rabbinically, you have to destroy the Chametz, we come up still, Bidvar Mitzvah, when you're on way to do a mitzvah, we say just rely on the daraisa and do bittel in your heart. Or when you're going, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I said beforehand that you were running away because of danger. 
Actually, what it means is you're going to save people who are in danger. I apologize about that. Or if you're going to save people in danger, and you can't do bitol, um, and you know that you'll be able to save people, also afterwards, go back and destroy the chametz. And you can't do bitol now because it's too late. But if you're concerned that if you run back home to destroy the chametz, you may not be able to save the people. Docha suffik pekuch nefesh kol mitzvos. A suffik of saving lives supersedes all mitzvos. Because again, and surely the meis mitzvah docha akol. If you need to take care of a meis mitzvah, someone who died and does not have people to take care of him, that supersedes anything. Vein lishal lama marnu bolchad var mitzvah shemeni yachol avatol yachzer miyad. And you can ask, why did we say if you're going to do a mitzvah? That if you can't do bittel, you have to go back right away. Because according to one man that we discussed earlier, there is no prohibition of balyira until the night time. And the prohibition of eating chametz on Erev Pesach is only an assay. So why does the assay of not eating chametz supersede whatever mitzvah you're going to do, and why can't you just do bittel? The Yeshlomer does say that the Tzvishu Chamer repeat the whole rega over alzeh. So the reason is, is because the mitzvah say of getting rid of chametz is stricter because you are transgressing at every moment. Even though when it comes to a bris milah, if it's not done that day, then every day you're transgressing that obligation. But on this day itself, a nafgamina makes no difference. Masayamul, what time the verse is done? Vein bezeh rak mishum zrizim makdim lemitzvah is only a concept of that we should do a mitzvah as early as possible. Vimkin yacholom lomol acherkach had a lightless. You have enough time to get rid of your chametz and do the bris before nighttime. Thank you very much for listening.